0: Alright, how we doing everybody? It is 3-3-20. I'm your host Will Reddington and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Huge episode today. Austin Bigot is here to talk about the cards and the cats, NBA headlines, the top five worst college basketball uniforms of all time, and some more fun stuff at the end. Then Shea Martin joins me for another edition of Bachelor Red Talk. Tell all week exhilarating stuff before we do our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub the St. Patty's Day Parade is March 14th three o'clock you don't want to miss it one of the best days of the year to be a Louisville resident join us at the pub to celebrate one of the funnest holidays of the year all right let's get it going <laughs> Austin huge week of sports you and I spent most of Saturday in a very dark room watching college hoops and the XFL your three TV setup is is just gorgeous
1: thanks man thanks for coming over I was really lonely until you got there
0: yeah I was shocked when it was just you there I thought it was a party (laughs) yeah three TV setup's pretty good it's almost as good as my four TV setup it's very close last week of the college basketball regular season coming up here how does that make you feel
1: um. Well, it's depressing that it's almost over, but it's also super exciting because the best time of the year is just a couple weeks away. Championship week next week.
0: Yeah, that first weekend of March Madness, as well as the second weekend of March Madness, is awesome. All the conference tournaments are great. It's nonstop action. It's a weird feeling because you're like sad that it's ending, and it feels like it's flown by. But it's also about to be probably the best sports month of the year.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't even wait for next week with all the um, the daytime basketball it gets me through work. I mean,
0: daytime basketball is the best.
1: Yeah all the Cinderella stories and all the seeding and bracketology and filling out brackets. The week leading up to the first week of March Madness is just awesome too.
0: Yeah, a lot of conference tournaments going on later this week too. We'll have a lot of yeah, stuff going smaller, on this weekend yeah, the smaller with smaller conferences. conferences. DeSales guy Corbin Maynard and his Eastern Kentucky Colonels got the four seed in their conference tournament nice. playing on Thursday. Yeah, they had a really rough non-conference, and now they get that double bye feeling good. But if they win, they have to play Belmont.
1: Mm, Belmont's a one seed,
0: yeah. Yeah, Belmont it usually wins that conference and ends up in the NCAA tournament. But I'll be cheering for the Colonels, of course. Let's get into some local hoops. Louisville celebrated their senior night on Sunday. 16-point victory over Virginia Tech. Kimball, McMahon, Sutton, Wara, Enoch all played their final home game. What would you think of the cards?
1: Uh, Yeah, slow first half, but they showed up when it counted in the second half, and uh, that little walk-on hitting the three was pretty cool to end it.
0: It was the best moment of the game.
1: Nice cover by the cards late. Yeah,
0: easy cover. Twelve and a half. Hefty spread. The cards get it done. That was a really cool moment. Keith Otto, he's a grad transfer, played very, very sparingly at uh, Richmond for the other four years of his career. He's only with UofL. He wants to get into coaching. Chris Max said after the game that David Johnson was reinserted into the game just to get Otto a shot. And Nickelberry threw up something, and David Johnson came flying in there to like.
1: Yeah, that was a nice uh, rebound to assist in like one motion. Yes. It, it, it looked you like you're it. Uh,
0: in the backyard. And you got to kick it out to your little brother so he can yeah. make one and he can score with all the big kids. Yeah. But he buried it, and the bench just absolutely erupted. It was one of my favorite senior day moments ever. And uh, I'd like to talk about a few more of those with
1: you. Okay, please. I was prepared for this
0: cool so no doubt so a few of my favorite louisville senior day moments have actually been drastically tainted now okay and it really (laughs) bums me out so saying goodbye to quentin snyder was the best and worst uh he was great in the game but the virginia comeback you know up 17 with like five minutes left and to lose the game and then not go to the tournament it was tough about as fun as i've ever had and then the worst time i've ever had at a Louisville sporting event pretty quick swing my favorite senior day ever was terrence williams and they came out and they did this video, which there's actually a commercial out of it right now. Like, essentially doing the same thing. And they did that, I like that old type of rock and roll. Okay. And T-Will comes out. He's in, like, the socks and the dress shirt. And they do this music video they made. Mm-hmm. It's T-Will. It's Will Scott. And the main part of the video, Louisville didn't really honor juniors that were going pro before this moment. Except for Cisco. I believe they did something for Cisco. But Earl Clark's, like in the back playing the bass with some shades on. And I was like, oh, we're going to honor Earl. But watch this video earlier. Okay. Andre McGee's in it.
1: Mm, can't watch that. Can't watch it. It's tame. It should be illegal. It's gone. You know? <laughs> That's a tough... Like that st-
0: moment's ripped away from it.
1: That's me. just tough that they put him in there now. It, it
0: honestly, like, broke my heart a little bit. That's, like, one of my favorite... Was he
1: a senior on that team? Mm-hmm. Ooh, ouch. Yep.
0: Tough year. 2009, good team. Overall number one seed.
1: That was before he was a bad guy, though.
0: It was. Well, maybe.
1: Well, allegedly we really don't know <laughs> yeah could have been before he's a bad guy he, he
0: probably was still doing some bad stuff yeah he was he was plotting yeah awesome louisville team Kaylin lucas really got us lucas oil with me in the house
1: okay yeah. yeah i probably took that into consideration
0: absolutely painful but fantastic game from jordan Wara yesterday 20 points 12 rebounds <laughs> eight of 16 from the field you love to see that I, I realized while i was at the game that ryan mcmahon is the louisville player that i like the most
1: yeah, I heard that he always resides downtown. Yeah, he's uh, currently in Louisville.
0: Current location downtown. He plays his home games downtown. He's always downtown. If you're wondering where he is, okay, yeah. somewhere. If
1: I'm ever looking for him, I know where to find him. Yep, current location, downtown. far away.
0: Yeah, but uh, very cool. His post game speech, he thanked all of his coaches that he's ever had at Louisville. And Ryan's been here for five years, so time kind of flies. But he played for Patino, Pageant, and now Chris Mack.
1: That's wild. Yeah, I know. Three coaches,
0: and he, he said they were all awesome. I really enjoyed his his post game speech. But I did get to hear the three McMahon. A few more times, which is why I showed up. But Dwayne Sutton, also Louisville legend, eight points, nine rebounds. Just a cool game. I was really happy they came out and they played well. I love the red at home. Doesn't happen very often, but go cards. Big week coming up this week. We got Virginia on Saturday. It's we usually tough. And we usually don't do very well against Virginia, but we'll get into it in a second. They're uh, the on fire. Yes, kind of. As on fire as Virginia can be. As you can be when you're scoring 54 points. Yeah, they're
1: they're hot as far as getting wins. Yes.
0: The Cats won their eighth straight this weekend. Uh, This time they avenged their most recent loss against the Auburn Tigers. Business as usual. A lot of Emmanuel quickly. Talk to me about the Cats.
1: Yeah, uh, another great game from Tyrese Maxey. He really shows up when the games are the biggest, which is a great sign going into March. Uh, Quickly was a little off with a shot, but he still got to the line all the time. Still effective, still scoring a bunch of points. And, uh, yeah, I don't think this Auburn team is very good. They hit, like, their first five or six threes to kind of build a lead, keep them in the game. I was kind
0: of impressed that they hung in there, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it could have. Kentucky, the first half, after about the first five minutes, was probably the best half of offensive basketball they've played this season. They were scoring every possession. But Auburn just hit enough shots to uh, hang around in the game, and, you know, credit to them for that. But I can see this Auburn team losing first weekend.
0: Yeah. You know what frustrates me? What's that? Uh, When Ashton Higgins makes a bunch of shots against my favorite teams, and then I watch games like that.
1: Yeah, that's... He's just built for that rivalry. He's
0: open. You know, he's open yeah. when he takes all these shots, so it's yeah, hard to man, be mad it's, at him. But
1: It's tough when he takes them. It's just not a good possession. I yeah. mean, I know he's got to take some if he's that open, but that's probably our least effective offense. Yeah, he
0: goes 2 of 13 from the field, but you get 11 random... Man, these. if
1: he could just make layups, he would be probably the best point guard in the country because he's so good on defense, and he gets to the rim every possession, but he cannot make a layup.
0: Yeah, this was a very off game from the field for him, but... You get 11 random points from Cestina, you know, which nice. uh, Nick Richards did not miss a shot, did 14 tell. points. That's a pretty good game. And quickly, yeah, he went 3 of 10. He went 11 of 11 on free throws and he got yeah. 12 rebounds.
1: I did not realize he had 12 rebounds. How I, crazy I, I didn't know he was 11 of 11 on the free line. Did not realize he had 12 rebounds.
0: Yeah, Maxi 17, 7, and 4. Uh, this Cats team just continues to trend upward and they do it in a different way. It seems like every single game they just find a way to win.
1: Yeah, up to number six in the AP poll. Still projected to be a three seed but i think they can get up to a two if they went out
0: i would agree they play their final home game tonight Tuesday. yeah oh, they yeah. get against uh tennessee. tennessee uh uk always has a lot of seniors how emotional will you be
1: oh yeah we don't really ever have a lot of seniors but at the same time this will be a lot of guys last games in rep it is every year so you know it always sucks but the price of being good every year
0: who do we think we're saying goodbye to this
1: year well sustain is gone he's a senior Oh, my God. Yeah. Whatever will you do. I think... 1,000-point score. I think Richards leaves. Weak draft. I don't know how much better he can really get. Uh, You could say the same about Quickly. He's probably gone. Um, Maxie's gone. Well, yeah, Maxie. Maxie lottery pick. I think Higgins will be back, and uh, EJ obviously will be back. Maxie for sure, Richards for sure, and probably 70% Quickly's gone. Yeah, and I think... Weak draft. I mean, he's had a great year down the stretch. I don't know what else he can do.
0: I think all four of your main guys all go at least test yeah I, I
1: think hagan's test but i mean he can he can definitely get better on the offensive end but like i just said a couple times it's probably the weakest draft in the past what five ten years i mean we don't even have a clear-cut number one overall pick so if you're not going to go now i don't know when you're going to get a better chance
0: yeah very true and tennessee played pretty well on saturday against florida we both liked florida in that game we yep. got burned yeah that should be an easy game for the cats at home
1: yeah uh, i mean they'll, they'll probably hang in there keep it competitive i mean tennessee's I, on the
0: bubble right Kind of?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I feel like
0: everybody's on the bubble.
1: Yeah, this, the pretty weak bubble this year. I mean, every, everybody just beats up on each other this season more so than often. Um, Tennessee's, they've been playing okay. I mean, even Kentucky's game in, in um, Knoxville, they were pretty much in the game the whole time. They never really felt like they were going to win, but they were hanging around the whole time. I expect it to be about the same. Probably five to seven point lead for Kentucky most of the game. They won't be able to push it open. But yeah.
0: Probably be favored by 8 or 9. The yeah, result will probably be right around there.
1: Shouldn't have any um, trouble beating them at home. One home loss this year to Evansville.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Wildest
1: stat of the college basketball season?
0: Yeah, so Evansville just went 0-18 <laughs> in their conference, and they are the first team in the history of the world, the real stat, to go 0-18 or to just not win a conference basketball game all year, but to have also defeated the AP number 1 team at some point in the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, the fluke of all flukes. That was a weird night. Yeah, whatever. It's hard in our seeding right now, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it'll it, once you get your seed, you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, huge weekend for the Cards and Cats. Really tough games on Saturday for both of them. For Kentucky's sure. going to Florida. Louisville's going to Virginia. These are two locations that have given each of our teams a bunch of problems in the yeah, past. Yeah, no
1: matter what well, how good the teams are that year, it's going to be a tough game when you're going to their place on senior night.
0: Yeah, I think you're looking at maybe Florida and Virginia being favored over us by a point or two in each of those games. Who do you think has a better chance to win this weekend, Louisville or Kentucky?
1: Oh, man. I I know know. it's tough. Yeah, they both already beat these teams once, but they were both really good games and could have gone either way. Louisville was kind of controlling the game. Virginia kind of had that comeback at the end, but I don't know, man. The Virginia team looks really good right now.
0: I'm taking Louisville. I hate Virginia. I'm coming at them. I guess I'll they take, can't score.
1: I guess I'll take Kentucky then because I just don't trust this Florida team at all. I know they'll no, be up for I, this game. I know it's like a huge game for them, but they're just not good.
0: Yeah, we could both win. We could both lose, but yeah. it's going to be an awesome Saturday watching watching sports. Who impressed you this weekend?
1: Uh, sticking with that, Virginia. I mean, that went over Duke, Jay Huff. The Jay Huff game. The I Jay mean, Huff
0: game. Where were you?
1: I was in my basement. I was with <laughs> you in your basement. Ten blocks. He had that poster dunk from like. Right inside the free throw line, it felt like. We
0: literally just start dying laughing any time he does anything.
1: Yeah, I hit a couple threes. I mean, this was the the Jay Huff game, and Duke probably got fouled a few times in that last possession, but who cares? It's Duke.
0: Very impressed by Michigan State this weekend. Not impressed by their uniforms, but just an awesome win at Maryland. They've kind of found their stride at the perfect time. North Carolina also. They looked really good. Yeah,
1: but – meaningless game like, I mean,
0: come on meaningless they're getting they look hot
1: good. No, they, they have no chance i
0: told you before the podcast it, i i think north carolina has the fourth best chance to win the acc tournament and you will give them fifth but yeah. that's pretty good
1: yeah and i don't know that's really just there's nobody after the top three and i guess you can put virginia at four yeah there's only really nobody in the acc exactly that's what yeah. i'm saying <laughs> i and, guess if you look at it like that and i the, think north but their Ca- odds are so much lower than the top three and even I would put him behind Virginia as well, but
0: I think North Carolina can beat everybody else outside of those top 3 teams and I think they've shown that they have the ability to beat Duke and then anything can happen I at that think. point.
1: I think there's a lot of teams out there that can beat Duke. Yeah,
0: Duke. I actually have Duke on the next part of this. But um,
1: I had, um in the most impressive, I think Seton Hall is slightly super dangerous. I have Seton Hall, too. They this, just beat the shit out of Marquette from the opening tip.
0: This is their highest ranking in over 20 years. They're up to eighth in the AP poll. Very slept on. Their guards, McKnight, Miles Powell possibly going to be the best guard tandem in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You, you could also consider Kentucky there with the with three-headed monster yeah. they roll out. But, yeah, Seton Hall's really good. Also, a really impressive win for Providence. On the bubble going into Villanova and winning, they look yeah, totally would, dead in December. I would say
1: they're firmly in the tournament now.
0: Yeah. Iowa also has been playing really well.
1: Yeah, I don't. I would, would not want to see Iowa. But no. They're shooting in Garza. I mean, they're going to be as tough as anybody to beat.
0: Yep, yeah, th- they are just different than a lot of other teams you play because of that size and the way they can spread the floor or Penn State's lost three of four, but teams you've given up on. I have Duke here, but just in terms of a final four run, it just feels like there's too much deferring to Trey Jones.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think Duke is as dangerous as many people think. I would kind of welcome them as my two or three seed in my region. I mean, obviously you want to avoid the blue buds as long as possible, but this Duke team is just not – the Duke team that we've been used to in the past couple of years.
0: Yeah, Vernon Carey is a beast. But I swear, at the end of games, we're watching him. In the last five minutes, it seems like, is Trey Jones yeah, going to save us it, or yeah, not? Yeah. And it's just weird.
1: And he has a few times, but...
0: He yeah. has. He's, he's gotten a ton better than he was last year. But last year, he was like a defensive yeah. assist man. And now it's just, just like, we're going to give you a ball screen score.
1: I've given up on Florida. I bet them every time they're one or two point favorites over these weak SEC teams. On the road, yeah. They lose every time. I mean, they're just... They should be so much better than they are.
0: That is true, but I cannot do that after they absolutely killed my LSU Tigers.
1: Yeah, that's when they look like they were turning a corner, and then they come and lose to this Tennessee team.
0: They're one of those teams that are really good at home, and and they're not very good on the road.
1: They came back and made it a game, but they were getting destroyed by Tennessee. Yeah, They were down like 17. Uh, You know who's horrible at basketball? Who? West
0: Virginia. West Virginia has fallen off. They've
1: lost six of their last seven. Finally out of the AP Top 25.
0: Yeah, and they they were doing really good. It looked like it was almost heaven, West Virginia.
1: It only took six losses to get them out of the Top 25.
0: We couldn't believe they were still hanging on. Good riddance. Yeah, uh, Colorado not doing great.
1: Yeah, you can't really trust any of those Pac-12 teams. No, they
0: were ranked, though, in just two losses to bad Pac-12 teams this week, California and Stanford. I know Stanford's kind of on the cusp of maybe making the tournament, but Cal is
1: really bad. Cal's bad, yeah. Yeah. Stanford's, okay, Stanford's solid. Tough at home.
0: We saw Tom Brady at Syracuse, North Carolina. He was uh, courtside with Julian Edelman and Jimmy Fallon, just a wild group of people. Do you have a better idea of where he's going?
1: No, I don't think anybody, as much as anybody wants to say, where they think he's going. I mean, it's New England or someone else at this point. Like,
0: It looked like he was FaceTiming Vrabel there.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're boys. They play on the same team. They won rings together. It's not like he's... If he was going to call them and say he's coming to the Titans, why would he do it next to Julian Edelman at a Syracuse game? Kind of funny. But, I mean, no no one knows. I don't even think Brady knows at this point. I'm sure he's going to test the market, see... I mean, everybody wants to be wanted all that. Like, Apparently, the Patriots haven't even reached out to him yet, which is kind of weird, but... I don't know, whatever this Jeff Darlington dude is reporting and all these other guys, like, they don't know anything. They're just trying to get their name in the news for a couple of days. Makes sense. Because, yeah, if they're wrong, they like, oh, something changed. We or, need to start doing that. Yeah, if they, I don't know if anybody cares what we say. but We
0: need to pick a team that nobody else has picked and just hope it's right.
1: Yeah, I heard that he was going to the, um, the Dolphins. No shot. <laughs> Staying in the AFC East.
0: Oh, my God, we can't say that. <laughs> There's no way. The Dolphins are the favorite to get to a plus-150. Yeah,
1: they've kind of been the favorite to get Tua since he started that championship game against Georgia. Yeah. That's, that's, it's, all, it's been Tua to the Dolphins since then.
0: Tanking for Tua. Yeah. Not so fast. But
1: it looks like he's, he's gonna, they're going to be in position to grab him thanks to his injury, which probably they probably wouldn't have been. Redskins, for that.
0: second best odds to get Tua,
1: plus yeah, 250. I, I don't know. I mean, like I, I said it on Twitter, I I think Tua is going to be a lot better than Haskins. I think Tua wouldn't be a bad pick, but I just don't know how you pass up on Chase Young either.
0: Do you have any other college basketball storylines you want to address?
1: Half of the top 12 lost this week. It felt like that. Just this weekend, not even yeah. this week. Uh, Baylor, Duke, Florida State, Creighton, Villanova, and Maryland all lost. Tucky keeps winning, keeps moving up. That's big for these um, these seeding coming down the stretch. Absolutely. Pretty yeah. cool.
0: A very surprised to see Baylor lose. They have a big game tonight against Texas Tech. Yeah, that Baylor game sucked.
1: Yeah. Fraud City. Oh, just
0: relax, dude. <laughs> Baylor might just win San the Diego title. San
1: State got a scare again. They, hang on, they hung on though. Covered somehow. Oh, give me San Diego State. Yeah, I mean, I agree. If you're getting a one, that's who you want. Yeah. Malachi Flynn is nice, though. They have good players. Yeah,
0: It's just like... But like if you're going to get a one, like... I think if you put them in the ACC, they'd be a four seed in in the conference tournament. You know, I don't think they're worse than Virginia, but I don't think they're anywhere near as good as the top three teams in the ACC.
1: Yeah, I can agree. I mean, everybody's going to want them as their one.
0: Do you... uh, We just talked about Tua a little bit. Do you have anything else from the combine that you like to bring up?
1: Um, Not really, but I think that a lot of these receivers are going to fall in the draft just because of this... There's There's so many of them. Yeah, and O tackles and quarterbacks are going to go like crazy in the top... Fifteen, and that's awesome for me because I need a I need a wide receiver and I'm sitting at fifteen.
0: You have a lot of options. Yeah,
1: I would love um, CD or Ruggs if they're there.
0: And then you're looking at Judy, who
1: I don't think I don't think Judy fall. I think he's the one that doesn't fall.
0: Judy too. hurt his draft stock a little bit.
1: Yeah. I kind of agree with these top guys sitting out the combine cuz like they yeah. only have stuff to lose. Exactly. And like the combine is for people like mid first round or lower to like improve their stock. Yeah,
0: Judy shows up to the combine and he's got a star of david yeah, necklace that's on. Just not the move. And he said oh, it's cuz people it's My nickname t- is you, yeah. you can kind of fill in the blank there but yeah, just not it's great. It's
1: 2020, you can't do that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really have a problem with it but it's a bad lot interview. of people will. Yeah. Bad interview. I'm not jewish so yeah. I can't I can't have a problem with it.
0: You have to do better there.
1: Yeah, not, not the move for him.
0: Yeah, I think Justin Jefferson is obviously my favorite receiver in this draft from yeah. LSU, and he was absolutely flying. Uh, Mackay Beckton also had a crazy nice measurement, Yeah.
1: It's the biggest man in the world. Yeah. He, he's kind of fast.
0: He legitimately <laughs> probably is. Probably
1: runs the 40 better than I do.
0: He's probably going in the top 10.
1: Yeah. Hey. I've seen him going to Cardinals a lot at um, six or seven or wherever they are.
0: God, that would be crazy. Yeah. Don't know if Louisville's ever had an offensive lineman drafted that high. I guess our most successful offensive lineman in the NFL ever is Eric Wood.
1: Yeah, he had a very long career. Yeah,
0: let's talk about some NBA because it was an awesome weekend that was headlined by a standalone Sunday night matchup between LeBron and Zion. This game had everything.
1: Yeah, and this is as good as regular season NBA gets. Again, I mean, I could watch these two. I want this first round playoff matchup so bad, so bad. Z- and it looks like the Lakers don't want it because the night before they played in, they played the Grizzlies, and it kind of looked like they uh they weren't maybe they weren't trying as hard. Yeah, and then. I know AD didn't play, but they went all out last night. They wanted that win.
0: I, I like your theory there. Zion had 35. He only missed four shots. LeBron had that dad type of energy. Like, you're not going to beat me. You're my son. Yeah, when he
1: hit that step back three over Zion and put his tongue out, kind of like the the dagger with like two and a half minutes left. Yeah. That was awesome. And what about him just pulling up from half court? He LeBron- when, I, I, when I saw that highlight on Twitter at first – I was like, okay. The
0: quarter was in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was like 40 seconds left.
0: Yes, he did not have to take that shot. <laughs> I mean, he just I get the, the
1: two for one, but he could have stepped up like five or six he, more feet. He's
0: always shooting really far away in, in warm-ups, you know, and they say take game shots. That's yeah, a game I shot mean, for Mr. LeBron.
1: If it goes in, there's no such thing as a bad shot if it goes in.
0: It clearly, playing against Zion, though, and this Pelicans team clearly brings something out of LeBron, though, because you do see... Yeah, because
1: Zion's supposed to be the next guy, the, the next LeBron, I guess.
0: It is pretty <laughs> bad that... LeBron went into New Orleans, essentially traded oh, awesome. his whole team. Izo, Brandon Ingram, hard. Josh Hart. They have Zion now. Traded them all to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis didn't play. Still beat him. He goes in there and beats him. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty hard. LeBron James's son is four years younger than Zion. They might have said that like ten times during yeah. the broadcast. It still baffled me every time.
1: Yeah, he was telling a story about how those guys were working out at his house last summer, and they were calling his wife like auntie. And they were they like he like couldn't believe it because they were like literally two years older than his son.
0: Yeah, that, I mean it's wild. Yeah, a lot of MVP and Rookie of the Year buzz generated from last night's game, though. A lot of people saying LeBron deserves more consideration for the MVP, Zion with Rookie of the Year. Uh, do you think either deserve it or may deserve it?
1: Uh, these guys definitely deserve it. There's just maybe two people that deserve it more. Ja Moran has been doing it all year and has been great. Zion has been better, but he hasn't done it as long. Yeah. So unless Moran gets hurt or misses time, I don't see any way they give this to Zion, even though he's he's clearly the guy going forward. Yeah. But I mean, is going to be great too. And then uh, LeBron, I mean, this he does this kind of every year, but he's been awesome. But Giannis is just on another level right now. And Giannis is out the, just dominating the East, doing it kind of like the only guy on his team. I know they have Chris Middleton, but it's Giannis, and then there's a big drop-off. LeBron also has AD taking some of the stats, taking some of the credit, but that's 1-2, one, 1-2. Two, one, two. I mean, LeBron should be second. He should get some votes, but it's Giannis's reward to lose, and it's Jaws' award to lose.
0: Yep, I would agree. I think that LeBron is just, like, what Giannis is doing, he, he deserves the MVP, but LeBron should deserve a top-three finish. If Zion's going to score, like, 30 a game If he goes on a
1: historic tear every game. He deserves it probably.
0: You know, you do watch Memphis sometimes and you have those games from John Morant where he has like 12. Yeah. And Zion doesn't have those type of games. I
1: saw his, John Morant's odds have gone from minus 1,000 to minus 250. Yeah. And Zion's from like uh, plus 900, like up to plus 350. It makes sense because there's still a decent amount of
0: games left. Yeah. And if he stays healthy. I don't think
1: betting on Zion right now would be a bad bet at that value because like, like we said, an injury or just something crazy could happen. Like I say, it's over already. If, he
0: stay, if Zion just stays on his current pace, just does what he's been doing over yeah. the last two weeks, he may win this award.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't have a problem if they gave it to him.
0: No, I wouldn't either. It's just what he's doing is if, yeah, If insane. these stats hold up, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: he's going to be so good for so long.
0: Let's play a little game. We're uh, going to talk about some uh, things going on, and we're going to pick a side. Okay. Okay. So first one, we have this um, MVP war going on between two players that play a very different style of basketball, but who are two of the top five players in the world, Giannis and James Harden. A lot of back and forth in the media. Giannis was kind of coming at James Harden for no reason, saying yeah. they were going to attack him in the All Star game because he couldn't guard anybody. And then James Harden he said, didn't
1: pick him. Said, "I want somebody who's going to pass the ball." Yes, like, dude. It's the All Star game. Just relax. He's coming at. It, it, he started it. I will say,
0: yeah. and then James Harden said that you know I wish I was seven foot tall and just had to dunk and didn't have to have any skill. Yeah, and he probably shouldn't have said this. Whose side are we on here?
1: It's tough, like you like you said. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with what Harden said about Giannis not having any skill. He
0: clearly has skill,
1: but it probably does help to be that big and like true. Just, like if I was that big, I'd be in the. If I had Giannis's body, I would be in the NBA. Yeah. I'm comfortable saying
0: that you have to acknowledge all of his statement, and yeah. that is
1: a fact. And I mean. <laughs> What's Harden supposed to do? Just let this guy keep talking shit about him? Like, I swear it's. Been, I, I think I'm on Harden's side here because Giannis came at him for no reason. Like, yeah. these guys aren't even in the same conference, they and this rarely has play
0: four or five different times. Yeah. you know he he'll <laughs> take that, a week off and then say something yeah. about
1: him. And it's so that clip of him throwing that rocket pass hits Harden right in the face. Just
0: any that resurfaces, I
1: laugh. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm on Harden's side here. I don't necessarily agree with everything he said, but like I I respect him for saying something because this guy has just been going at him for no reason.
0: Next pick side argument, we have Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. There's oh, one Lakers roster spot remaining. They both have spent time with LeBron James in their careers. I saw a meme today, and it was LeBron's face photoshopped onto Peter's body from The Bachelor. And he held the final oh, rose, man. and he looked on <laughs> to two other gentlemen who I couldn't tell the Photoshop, But they're waiting to see if they're going to get the final rose, and it's J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters. So who do you think deserves it more?
1: Man, these guys are about as similar as you can get, as yes. far as the way they play, how Absolutely. they can both get hot, how they have off-field kind of yes. not issues. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's a right answer to this. I would personally go with Jr. It seems like him and LeBron are close, despite him forgetting the score of that Finals game. Yeah, and robbing LeBron of maybe the best performance of our life in of our life lives. Game.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I think you have to consider this. Deion Waiters literally overdosed on weed. Overdosed on weed. <laughs>
1: On a team plane. Not, this year. Less than a couple months ago. It was this year, yeah. yeah.
0: He had too many edibles, and they had to take him to the hospital. It wasn't great.
1: Missed, like, significant time because of that.
0: That's not good. I'm not in support of that from Deion Waiters, but J.R. Smith forgot the score in yeah. Game 1 of the Finals. When LeBron had 50-plus, he forgot the score. He didn't know the time or score in the NBA Finals. Yeah. He, he shouldn't be in the
1: NBA. I, I don't and care he hasn't what anybody has been said. since November 2018, but I don't know, man. I just... This is probably LeBron's call, honestly. Like, yeah. He probably gets the final say. He's and holding the rose. I would say that he's going to go JR, unless their workouts are just that significantly different.
0: This is tough. I mean, you're the, looking at two guys.
1: Literally. You probably couldn't pick two people in the NBA that are this similar. It, it's That insane. aren't like stars.
0: Just two role players. And you're looking at two guys who have done things in the NBA over the last two or three years that we've we've just, frankly, never seen done before. We've never seen somebody forget the time and score of the NBA yeah. Finals with five seconds left. And we also have never seen anybody Overdose on edibles on a team plane, I guess. I I can't remember.
1: I personally would say go neither and give this rose to Jamal Crawford, who's still also out there. Yes. But, you know, apparently that's not an option.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's not. It's one of these guys.
1: Or, uh, you know, maybe maybe re-sign Cousins. He's a good guy.
0: You need to relax. (laughs) All right, next one. We have Trevor Ariza against Trey Young. Trey Young tried to... Nutmeg, Trevor Ariza. That means dribble the ball through his legs and do something cool. And Trevor Ariza about knocked him out. And then after the game, uh, he kind of grabbed him and gave him one of the weirdest post game handshake hugs I've ever seen. It wasn't even really a hug. He kind of jerked him over. Pulled him towards him, told him, don't do that shit again. Trey Young kind of laughed it off. Whose side are we on here?
1: Man, I think Ariza really overreacted to this. I mean, like, I know nobody wants to get embarrassed on national TV like that. Like, Ariza's a veteran, champion, all that, but like, Come
0: on. Watching Trey Young do this stuff is fun.
1: Yeah, you know? like, who cares?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem it's with what It's not like he Ariza threw
1: the ball off his head or some shit. Like, I
0: don't I don't have a problem with what Ariza did at the time, like, with I don't, the hard foul. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't mind that, because, like, if you're going to try to do that cute on the court, like, I'm going to foul you. Sure. But, like, the jerk after the game, yeah, like, that, he, like, killed his family like, member or like, something? Like,
0: like, let it go. Trevor relax. Ariza, I know you're old, but you had to have scrolled through he Instagram. He said, I've
1: never been with the funnies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just relax. I dude. mean, maybe he has it.
0: I just am yeah. thinking he probably has scrolled through Instagram one time and saw Trey Young doing something like that and thought that was cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no problem with the foul on that side. I'd probably be on a Reese's side, as in, like, don't let somebody do that to you. Sure. But the post game, just like, maybe just take it easy.
0: Shake Milton. Yeah. Good. Did you watch him at all yesterday?
1: Did not watch him, but did see the highlights and the stat.
0: We were tuned in. We watched the whole first half. I figured which the Sixers had, game like, would not two. be
1: worth watching because they, Embiid and Simmons were both out. Yeah,
0: they're getting 13 and a half. This gentleman, Shake Milton, goes for 38. They actually brought in an ESPN sideline analyst to brag about how they had never heard of Shake Milton before last night. Ha ha. I'm like, uh-huh. you, guys are, you guys are getting paid for this? You don't even know this guy?
1: Yeah, he uh, broke a record, right? Most th- consecutive threes made? Yes. 13 or 14? Well, that's kind of crazy to think about all the great shooters that have been out there—Steph and Ray Allen and all them. None of them ever made thirteen in a row, but Shake Milton did.
0: Yep, career high, thirty-nine points. That's nuts. Shake Milton, can you tell me where he went to college?
1: I've heard his name before, but SMU. I, yeah, I—I've I heard it. Like I've heard of this guy before, but I did not know where he went to school.
0: SMU. I just think that this is like the coolest name I've ever heard. Yeah, Shake. Shake is an awesome first name. I'm sure that's not his real first name. No, way, it's his real name. But I swear, if I have a child, it's probably Shake. Shake. Now. At Shake least for right now. To... You know, I'm.
1: How cool does that sound?
0: <laughs> you could even call him Shay.
1: His real name is Malik. Malik doesn't sound nearly as cool. Shake.
0: No, not, not even Malik close. Malik
1: Benjamin Shake Milton.
0: Malik, not a bad name, but Shake is just one of the coolest names ever. He's kind of nice. That that they may help the Sixers. Diamond in the rough like that. Can't hurt. Somebody that can actually shoot threes.
1: Yeah, that is like their um, part of their one weakest weakness.
0: We watched way too much of the Knicks-Bulls. Yeah. We did. It
1: was the only NBA game on at the time. We
0: watched way too much of the Knicks-Bulls on Saturday. Wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I, I read an interesting interview with R.J. Barrett after the game where he said he, he thinks he's right-handed. He doesn't really know, but he shoots left-handed. He just prefers it. He always thought it looked cooler. Okay. So, your thoughts on this?
1: So, even if this is true, you should never say this to the media. Yeah. Because now, every time he misses a shot, they're gonna be like, why the hell is this dude shooting with the wrong hand?
0: Yeah. So, R.J. Barrett... I would like to say, though, he's been in the league for one year. We watched him at Duke. He appears to be left-handed. You know, you're watching him out there, and you're like, this guy looks left-handed. Yeah. He might be the best player of all time that doesn't—best shooter of all time that doesn't know which hand he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know any other guys that just don't know what hand they are, but— Well,
0: I actually have three guys that I know that have this issue. Okay. And we have Tristan Thompson.
1: Yeah, he's not a shooter, though. But
0: he has no idea which hand he is. He has (laughs) actually taken left and right-handed free throws in the NBA. Nice. We have Ben Simmons, who legitimately has no clue what handy is, and he talked about that at LSU a lot. Yeah. And then we also have Red Talk enthusiast Trey Hayden, who has yeah. no idea which handy is, and we were watching <laughs> him shoot basketball at Holy Cross the other night. And I tell you what, you know, left hand looked a little smoother, but right hand didn't look terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good skill to have. I wish I can't do with my left hand.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I cannot do anything. I don't know if it's a good problem or if it's cool. You know.
1: I'd say, I I'd can't say, I'd say it's a good problem to have. I mean, maybe, maybe not. If you're in the NBA, talking to media members and kind of <laughs> struggling a little bit, your rookie year it might not be a good problem, but his fault for talking about
0: uh yeah very true i'm i'm power ranking these shooters in this order i got rj barrett number one trey hayden number two (laughs) tristan thompson three ben simmons four
1: (laughs) tristan thompson had a couple threes in the game yeah he did
0: have that awful clip though against the sixers where he almost (laughs) hurt a fan with a three-point attempt the kings are they here
1: yeah i mean these were kind of one of those sleeper teams coming into the year because they were pretty solid last year yeah came in ninth yeah it took them a while to come on but That race for the 8th seed is going to be awesome with them, the Grizzlies, and the Pelicans. Three of the fun, younger teams in the league.
0: Yeah, I was happy to see the Kings kind of make this push. I'm happy to see the Suns kind of falling out of that race. Because I think the Suns would be far less competitive with the Lakers. Oh, yeah.
1: for sure. The Pelicans are, I think the Pelicans are the most talented team of the three. Yes, definitely. And the Pelicans probably have the brightest future as of now. Obviously with Zion and Ingram and Hart and Lonzo and all them. I like
0: watching the Kings, though. De'Aaron Fox has really turned it on recently. Bogdanovic just strokes it. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Can you imagine if they just would have taken Doncic over Bagley?
1: Man, there's a lot of teams wishing they would have. That's well, the worst one, though. Three, that's
0: yeah, it's the most egregious.
1: Yeah, I mean Bagley really hasn't done anything as a micker. but he was. I mean, he was really good in college. It's He's not been like, hurt
0: like crazy. I just that's such a big
1: miss. Yeah, but at, at the time, like it really wasn't that bad of a pick. He was pretty dominant at Duke.
0: Yeah, it's just like the NBA is changing. Doncic is generational.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree now, but. Yeah, there's been so many of those foreign guys come in and be busted immediately. Like
0: we did some research on this topic the other day. Who's the worst player in the NBA?
1: Uh, the worst player that gets consistent minutes is Cristiano Felicia What's his name? Feliciano. The
0: worst NBA player <laughs> is Cristiano Felicio.
1: Felicio, that's what it is. Not Felicio. Yeah, uh, this- there's a whole Twitter thread about this guy just making the worst basketball as you've ever seen a professional athlete. It says. Felicio is worse than your favorite NBA team's worst player. And he just – I don't know if he's always in the wrong spot at the wrong time or he's just horrible.
0: He is so awful. That thread was appalling, and then we're watching him live. He just never does anything productive. It's just amazing to me that this guy is in the NBA. (laughs) He's getting minutes. I I mean –
1: there's a bunch of people in the NBA that just never play.
0: What's this guy doing? I mean, where's Steven Van Trees at? Give him a call. I think he plays against Trey in
1: Church League basketball.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd love to see that matchup. Put that on TV. <laughs> Put that on my TV over Nick's Bulls. Oh, man, <laughs> what an worry, awful man, game. Watch
1: it. Well, we were
0: cheering for the Bulls.
1: <laughs> Valentine kind of got hot, and they took him out.
0: Yeah, yeah he had to get Cristiano Felicio <laughs> yeah. back in there so he could have another two-point performance. The, the worst part of that clip is when he tips in the ball for the other team. You know, yeah, what, what are we doing?
1: That was for the cover, too. That was huge.
0: Yeah. Felicio is from Brazil. He was undrafted. Shocking. Uh, he's been playing basketball from 2009 to the present. The only NBA team that's ever given him a chance since 2009, Chicago Bulls. Nice. If that doesn't tell you something, let's get into some fun stuff. XFL, mental health update. What were we doing on Saturday? Did we, did we enjoy it? Do we not?
1: Yeah, it's moments. I mean, we had the over, so we were... Oh, yeah, Battlehawks
0: over. It's tough for me to even remember what happens.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Tough loss for my LA Wildcats, though.
1: Yeah, what, what the uh, the Roughnecks? They're 4-0? Yeah, I'm going to pick Just a new rolling.
0: team. Yeah, I pick a new team every week. I think I like Roughnecks now.
1: Oh, that's Philip Walker's team, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be in the NFL soon.
0: Yeah, they're uh, super undefeated.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's yep. about it for the XFL. Yep, and they... they <laughs> losing. Beat. I'm losing interest pretty quick, but, you know, maybe once March Madness is over and there's nothing else for me to watch, really.
0: That's our XFL breakdown. Tweets of the week. Let's get into it. Why don't you get started?
1: So, a kind of an unwritten rule of Twitter is the replies are usually funnier than the original tweet. Facts. Like First you reply,
0: ha- you have to check it.
1: You have to... Yeah, I, I scroll through replies quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh... My favorite tweet of the week was somebody. Uh, one of the NBA insiders tweeted that Steph Curry would not be returning on March 1st like he was supposed to be.
0: Yep, I said that on Red Talk. I promise I didn't make that up. I was lied to.
1: Oh, that he was coming back? Yeah, yeah he, he was planning on coming back, and then it. I guess he had a setback or he just wasn't ready. But he they announced that he wasn't coming back, and the first reply under it said, Steph blew another 3-1 comeback because March 1st, 3-1. Just hilarious. Incredibly tweet. clever. I don't, yeah, I don't know how people think of this so quick because it's always like one second after the tweet is sent out in reply. Yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty funny. I liked that one. Uh, I liked um, Mike Trout destroying the golf ball. That was nuts. That was probably one of the craziest things I've ever seen.
0: You know how hard it is to hit the ball over the top golf net?
1: That ball might still be in the air. He might have destroyed a car. Yeah,
0: that was crazy. Uh, I have one here. Uh, This one says, Dog, Dion Waiters really did this shit. (laughs) on his IG story. Somebody who we've already discussed on this podcast, Dion Waiters, a guy that took too many edibles early in the year. He is driving his car and it is really his Instagram story and he appears to go out of his way to go into a bike lane and hit this guy on a bike. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Uh, He hits this guy on a bike with the caption life comes at you fast and he doesn't hit him hard so don't think this is like Assault, but it kind of is. He hits him. He looks like he's going five miles an he's hour. Gotta be
1: like one of his friends or something. And he
0: just goes out of his way to hit this guy on the bike. So I mean, that's all I got for you. You know, I mean.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Nicole Hardman tweeted that um, somebody ran the forty and four point two two, and he said, "Y'all don't understand how fast that is." And somebody replied and said, "My wife does."
0: Nice. <laughs> that's
1: pretty, nice. pretty Classic.
0: This lady, her name is Dana Donnelly. She had a great tweet. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Every white guy I've dated has wanted to write a mob movie, and when I've been like, you should write something more personal, they start to write a movie about a tortured genius whose girlfriend doesn't think he can write a good mob movie, and then they break up with me. <laughs> what the hell? And that's like just the truest thing ever. Like we, We've both been in that situation.
1: Yeah, I've always wanted to write a mob movie. Yeah, me
0: too. I uh, like this one from Big Cat that says, I would bet on this every single night, and it appears to be these two dudes on a hockey rink at the Sabres-Golden Knights game, and they are Jousting on tricycles oh, with the big golden with the golden boxing gloves. boxing gloves. A Huge fan. That looks like a fun game. Something that we could possibly have a good time doing. That police chase. Is oh, the wild. guy
1: who stole the ambulance. Yes. Yeah, that was ins- that's some Grand Theft Auto.
0: And he was like dripping in finesse. Like he has twenty cops around him, and he doesn't care. The last thing we see is him escaping.
1: Yeah. I'm I mean, sure he didn't actually escape. Yeah, no one ever gets away. But in those.
0: terms of the clip, he looks like he escaped.
1: Yeah. I mean, congrats to that guy.
0: No, not congrats to him. Bad guy.
1: Yeah. All the roasting tweets. This is March.
0: Yeah, you have to love those. Also, uh, I don't know if you saw today. The Cubs played the Angels on in spring training, and they had Rizzo and Bryant mic'd up for the first five innings. Oh yeah,
1: that was awesome. The Rizzo mic'd up.
0: Yeah, and Rizzo's chilling up there, and he's like, "I think I'm getting a fastball here. I haven't seen one all day. High fastball, that's just rips it for a base hit. It's
1: crazy. He can talk, and then while also it's in, he's in the, the batter's swings. box.
0: Yeah. A lot of times in other sports, you know, with college basketball, they do that split screen. They're showing the coaches. Yeah. You hate it. I actually think it ba- makes baseball way cooler. To like yeah. hear what these guys think. Baseball's so what's going like
1: on. slow, like not a lot of balls, like rarely in play. Like yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's
0: possible. And he also uh, took a shot at the Astros. Nice, he said. he said, someone bang for me in there, like talking nice. about making the sound yeah. so he knows what pitch is coming. Got to love it. Everybody hates Astros. Also saw that four billion years from now, our galaxy, the Milky Way, will collide with our large spiraled neighbor, and uh, there's an animation of what it's going to look like. That's yeah, in, looks like that's in four billion years. Shea, who's going to be on this podcast later, said he's going to mark his calendar.
1: Yeah, that'll be a big day for us. Do we see
0: Archie Miller jump at this player?
1: That that's a g- good look by number one to not flinch there.
0: Yeah, great look by number one from Indiana to not flinch. But for the coach, I mean, he like literally like barks at him like he's yeah. a dog.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that one.
0: Yeah, weird move. My
1: favorite favorite tweet of the week is um, when Tony Romo sees Dak and it's the skit from the Chappelle Show where the lady goes hide the money, y'all. There's bro- there's poor people around.
0: NFL players are not happy about yeah, Romo's and, new and just, contract.
1: Just hilarious because Dak's the one who like ended Romo's career, basically. Yeah. Now, Romo's making seventeen mil and Dak hasn't got his money yet. Yeah, and I, you know he's going to.
0: But I thoroughly enjoy yet. Tony Romo being involved in my broadcast way yeah. more than Dak Prescott. Yeah, agreed. Let's get into it. The top five worst college basketball uniforms of all time. This came about, I got this idea because I quoted that FanDuel tweet earlier this week, Yeah, and it was, what's the worst sports jersey you've ever seen? And the answer is pretty obvious, and everybody knows it. It's the, uh, <laughs> du- it's the dark green <laughs> Michigan State football jerseys with the light green giant state written across from it. It's not written across the front like a normal name would be. It's written across in giant clip art font, and it just looks awful. It goes from shoulder pad to shoulder it pad. It looks to- like a joke.
1: Yeah, it, it like lo- yeah. Somebody who hates Michigan State made it.
0: Yes, it, it does. And they wore them. They actually did. So I was thinking, let's do college basketball right before March Madness starts. Because when the tournament starts, we're going to be overloaded with topics. Yeah. But uh, I got Louisville, Kentucky on right now on These one of the infrared TVs. These jerseys
1: are not great.
0: I liked them. Awesome era.
1: I like Kentucky's jerseys a lot better than their current jerseys. They're uh, checkerboard. I don't like the checkerboard stuff. I don't, any, I don't think any Kentucky fan even likes the checkerboard yeah, Y'all stuff.
0: are never giving up on the checkerboard, though. So let's get into it. We're going to start from... Five, we're gonna go down to one. So, my fifth worst jersey of all time are the Baylor highlighter yellows from
1: 2013. Yeah, those are horrible. 2013, just people got a little crazy with their jerseys. They did. The sleeves came out. And
0: I like the sleeves. I know you do. Fun fact, undefeated 2013 in the sleeves. Nice. Yes, people forget. But, Baylor, how are your uniforms? They weren't awful. That's why I have them at five. I didn't think they were like the worst uniforms ever, but they hurt to watch. Like, they actually hurt yeah. you.
1: <laughs> too bright. Yes. Way too bright.
0: Way too bright. What do you have for number five?
1: I had the Baylor one as well. But um, nice. this is kind of cheating, but Indiana's warm ups. Awful. Those striped pants with the all red jacket, just terrible.
0: But if Indiana tried to change their uniforms or warm ups, they would make them worse.
1: Yeah, most likely. That's Indiana makes most things worse. So. Yeah,
0: I could easily see them doing that. But
1: they're they're just horrible. I get they're like the tradition like way back in the day, but they're just miserable. I nope. would never if I was a recruit, I'd never see that. Like, damn, I really want to go there and wear those pants.
0: Number four, I'm gonna go with just Tennessee, period.
1: Yeah, they've never really had good jerseys.
0: Awful colors. Orange uh, is way too bright. Design isn't cool. Yeah.
1: They go their big checkerboards cool too. I mean their end zone is all checkerboards.
0: Everything they do. Football, basketball, uniforms. Not a fan of Tennessee. What do you have for number four?
1: Um the those Notre Dame lime green jerseys. Yeah, that's from my number one. Yeah. Those are
0: the worst uniforms of all time. Those are horrible. And another thing that <laughs> makes them so bad is that Notre Dame can do so many different cool things with their jerseys.
1: Yeah, and they have the shamrock. They can go with the leprechaun. They can, can wear
0: it. navy blue, they can wear yeah. white, they can wear gold, they can wear Dark green, like those green football uniforms from the Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Brady Quinn battles. Those yeah. are like some of the coolest uniforms ever. But those lime green ones they had during Grant's final year, final two years there. They were really, really bad. Not optically pleasing. Awful uniforms. And they this year they have like some white with like gold accent on it. It's just so sharp. Those lime green uniforms are really bad. And Notre Dame should be ashamed of themselves because they can do a lot better than that.
1: Yeah, they have a lot of options, and they went with that.
0: Number three, I'm gonna go with the basketball version of my football tweet. It's Michigan State's dark green with lime green accents, with just a Spartan on the front. It is horrible.
1: Yeah, that's my number one. Just absolutely miserable.
0: It's a it's a horrible uniform setup. Took them against Maryland on Saturday. They play great. They win. I'm proud of them. I think they got a great basketball team. But my God, I sure didn't enjoy looking at them.
1: Yeah, I mean that. I would personally. Hate to be a Michigan State fan with all those jerseys.
0: It couldn't be me being a Michigan State fan. <laughs> number three. What do you have?
1: Yeah, the most, the more recent ones. I can't remember a lot of these bad jerseys, but though when Duke and North Carolina played in the um, the first time they played, I think the, both those jerseys were just miserable.
0: There was no number on the front. Yeah, it was just it was all bad. It was a giant logo. It looked like they were going to scrimmage.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it looked like a high school in, JV scrimmage
0: in what's supposed to be the greatest college basketball rivalry. Bad job by Nike there.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't Nike usually does a pretty good job, but that was not the move.
0: It's a bad job. And for number two, I have a very similar jersey. I have UK giant UK <laughs> on it. You know, just no Kentucky on the front. I actually you know, I you know I'm a Louisville fan. I actually really like Kentucky's uniforms in almost all sports, especially football. Yeah. I've liked every Kentucky football uniform. I like the white helmets, the blue helmets, the gray yeah, helmets, we do, all sharp.
1: We do a pretty good job with football jerseys. But
0: uh yeah, the basketball with the giant UK on it, it just it makes no sense.
1: Yeah, those aren't my favorite, but they're
0: practice jerseys too.
1: Yeah. Anytime you go like big logo like that in the center, it kind of looks like practice either.
0: The only team I see that does it that I like is Oregon. Oregon does those like white with the gray giant yeah, duck they, on it. And they have I, a
1: different jersey every game.
0: Yeah, you won't see me putting Oregon on this list. Couldn't be me.
1: They've had a couple bad ones. They have to though. But they you have can't so even, many. Like pick them out because they, yeah, there's so many.
0: Yeah, I think they're sharp. Uh, what do you have for number two?
1: Uh, probably nobody knows this, but the Albany jerseys when they made a tournament a couple years ago, yeah, so all purple, all like the front is all purple and the backs are all yellow. Awful, awful uniforms. Horrible jersey, yeah. Yep. And then my number one was the, um, the the Michigan State ones.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Honorable mention. Uh, I know you like these, but the Kentucky throwbacks from the match Burn days with the cat claws yeah, scratching hard. down the shorts. So
1: those those would be hard if we brought them for like one game. Yeah, but like if we consistently wore those, that would be trash.
0: Yeah, not a huge fan. And Louisville wise. I liked the infrared, but when I was at this UK game that we're watching right now in the New Orleans Final Four, they were so orange. It was actually shocking to me to see how different they looked from being on TV and in person. So actually on TV they looked much more red than they actually were. Just very odd. Orange isn't really our color.
1: Yeah, orange would indeed not be your color.
0: Yep. I also don't like Louisville's Ollie jerseys. Not only do we constantly lose in them, I just don't think they're that sharp.
1: I don't think I'm familiar with which ones those are.
0: We wore them in football against UK. I remember the football one, the white ones. You know, yeah. we wore them, and they have a basketball version. They are exactly that, exactly that, right. but for basketball. You know, all white, no red on them, just black. Cool. And uh, and I don't know, I just like red. That's my favorite part of our uniforms.
1: Cool, understandable.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, some other notable things. My little brother is going to state for free throw shooting.
1: Is that a thing? Yes, yeah,
0: so let me explain this to you. So I'm on the phone with my dad earlier, and he said that Brent won the 7th grade competition at his school, free right. throw shooting. So he took 15, he made 11 of 15, tied another kid who's probably the best basketball player in the school, and then Brent beat him in the finals, 4 or 5 to 3 to 5. So he goes to a district free throw shooting contest That's this nuts. weekend. I've never heard of this. How wild is it that this is even it's a gonna thing? It's going to be exhilarating. He wins district. Oh, hell yeah. He sent me a video of it. Brent goes up there and misses the first one and then makes eighteen straight. 18? Eighteen? Eighteen oh, straight before missing his final one. How about that?
1: That's nuts.
0: It's crazy. So state, he is
1: now in the state. Don't foul that man.
0: Free throw. I swear. Free throw shooting tournament. It's on March 14th, same day as the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And I'm on the phone with my dad, and he's like, Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't think he's gonna go. We have a baseball tournament that weekend. Oh, he's gotta go. I was like, what are you talking about? He has to he could remember this forever. He would be champion. What if he goes to worlds? What if he's in <laughs> worlds what if he's in, in the
1: Olympics? Yeah, he's over there in England shooting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean International. You gotta, you gotta go. There's gonna be a ton of baseball tournaments. How many times will you get to play state free throw shooting contest?
0: exactly dad i know you're listening to this you got to get brent to the state free throw contest i really cool he soaking wet from the line when i was at the sales, i think it was 18 of 20 again i'd say he's probably gonna win it when i was at the sales i was probably like a 50 free throw shooter i would get up there and i would just be like oh no shooting free throws again everybody's looking at you it's a mental mental warfare it's all, mental, there. Yeah, yeah, it's it, all mental. it is and my little brother is just cash from the line
1: more cold-blooded than you
0: uh, absolutely i can't believe that this is even a contest yeah i've never heard anything like this it it doesn't shock me that much that brent won because he's awesome but yeah brent reddington district free throw champion seventh grade headed to state better be headed to state
1: so my sister you know these um these cheerleading things they do at disney or whatever sure my sister won first place in the country in the cartwheel contest oh my god she got a bobblehead in our basement currently still
0: she probably remembered that forever can you imagine if she just went and played in a random softball tournament?
1: No, it couldn't be her. She wouldn't remember it. She wouldn't have this bobblehead that's still in my basement. No.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, that was the first thing you showed me when I walked in your house.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm um, pretty proud of it. I show it off a lot.
0: It's about time to get into the Bachelor. Austin, your Bachelor analysis so far.
1: So I've only watched the last three episodes. Yep. I, I don't get into it when there's like 30 girls. Yeah, can't
0: wait to hear what you think.
1: Too many women for me. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't handle that many women. But... Uh, <laughs> I don't like this Victoria girl. I know that's Shay's girl. Yeah. But it, to me, personally, it seems like she's on the show to say that she was on the show. Sure. And to be famous. That's fair. And probably to get the next Bachelorette. I know she did not because yeah. that came out today. Yes. People were fired up. Don't know why, but people were fired up.
0: She's I, she's 38. My understanding
1: is she's almost 40.
0: She's 38. I yeah. went through her Instagram, though. I was not happy at first. And after going through Instagram. She's not ugly. I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. But you know? I don't know. Most of these most of the people on the show usually are like in their early twenties, mid twenties. Yeah. So not sure how they're gonna do that. Maybe it'll be thirty plus. It's only. gonna be old cast. Yeah, maybe. Um so I think that uh the girl from Auburn, what's her name? Madison. Madison. Yeah, I think she is my favorite and also his favorite. I think he likes her the most. But, I think that's fair. But the shit she pulled was just you can't do that.
0: This is a too little too late why, by JoJo.
1: Why does she pull up on this show? Like, you got, in everything in life, every aspect of life, you have to know what you're signing up for. Yes. And if you don't, that's on you.
0: And Hannah Ann actually said, we knew what we signed up for. It was yeah. a direct quote. It's literally a show about
1: him dating 30 women. Yeah.
0: And he's cut 27 of them yeah. from the final roster. Maybe she
1: just didn't think she'd make it this far. Or Maybe something. not. I don't know. But she that, that pissed me off. <laughs> she didn't
0: get a lot of alone time with Peter all season until, like, these last few weeks. So yeah. I guess if we're going to try to make an excuse for, for why she didn't tell him something this important, as Earlier than what she did, I guess it's that. But yeah, this this is one of those topics, man. You got to be careful. I mean, it's tearing people apart. Like, yeah, people are on opposite ends of this bachelor spectrum. You're losing friendships and relationships over it. It's hard. <laughs> you,
1: I'm not a diehard. This is my takeaway from the two hours of yeah, the season. I I'm just saying, man. You got to
0: be careful. I I never know. I wake up some Tuesday mornings to you know negative or positive yeah. feedback but anytime i press publish now and there's some bats around there i'm holding my breath these days
1: uh madison looked like a hooper too she was dribbling the <laughs> out of them balls yeah have
0: you seen her tiktoks <laughs>
1: I'm, not, I'm not i'm you know i'm not on tiktok like you are
0: yeah i'm a big tiktok guy but so yeah, at
1: mogo's house on uh, saturday night we all pulled up your tiktok and watched every single one of them oh so nice did you like them <laughs> there was mixed reviews in the crowd i thought they were funny <laughs> i thought they were pretty funny <laughs> yeah. which one was your favorite uh, probably the one of you singing in the camera, six different songs. Oh,
0: six different church songs. Yeah, that's
1: probably my favorite.
0: <laughs> I kind of hate that we're promoting this right now because I really <laughs> don't want people to go look these up. Yeah. I like the SpongeBob one I made with Candace in it.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was going to The ravioli one. Yeah,
0: that was just creative editing by me. You can <laughs> yeah. tell I'm really coming along as a TikTok yeah, you maker.
1: Really be a director. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much all my bachelor thoughts. I haven't. Been locked in. I'm. Yeah.
0: A, I'm gonna watch the last two. See how it plays out. No, but. I'm on fire on TikTok though. I might be. Yeah. I might be better at TikTok than Kesha was. So I'll be an
1: influencer.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I'm on my way. uh Is there anything you'd like to talk to me about?
1: Um, that Pokemon game you gave me is dude, awesome, dude. It's gas. I I spent five hours playing it. I trying. even more
0: so hate that we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I, I gave it to you. know, we we both we grew up in an era where where Pokemon was king for a while, and uh, we just liked it as kids. We haven't done a ton of it as adults. Yeah, but they, you know, I'm
1: not into that new shit that, Yeah, definitely. We that's only why like I texted you I said is it only the 151 because that's yeah. all I know. And that's all it is. Yeah. And I, literally, I googled yesterday how many Pokemon. It was like a thousand. Was yeah. 980. It's ridiculous. I, there's no way I could know 980 Pokemon. I knew 150. I, I think I when
0: cool. we were like 11 when they threw the extra ones at us we were like okay. That's when I'm, I was out when yeah. they
1: threw the, the second gen. We there, made that like, decision as for these guys
0: exactly yeah. but that game is heat it is yeah. literally the exact same game we literally played when we were home, kids
1: Literally going go it except notice. it's like
0: you know more modern and more advanced yeah. but just so you know I maxed out on that game I beat every single part of it and if you ever need any help you call me
1: yeah I'm uh, I'm working my way through I'm four hours and 46 minutes of game time yesterday
0: so you're eventually I think you pick up something some point you're not going to know about it it oh, happens kind of secretly Yeah, no spoilers yeah no, not trying to spoil it for you but you eventually are going to be able to fly on your pokemon throughout the world nice like you can hop on the back of your it was charizard take, it was taking me forever to get around or your uh yeah and, and that's what makes I'm it so much better slow. yeah so you can hop on the back of your charizard or your dragonite and you yeah, can be hard essentially fly yeah. all over you know yeah, like yeah, it's so much better. But, man, that game is going to bring you so much happiness. You're going to have so many moments where, like, you're just holding your breath, standing up, playing that game.
1: Yeah, I stood up a few times.
0: And it's cool, too, because it's only, like, a five-day phase out of your life. Like, if you yeah. play it enough, you will be done with the game in five days.
1: Yeah, I'll have it done within two weeks, probably.
0: Yeah. Hey, got to catch them all. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, facts. Uh, not easy. Just so you know. No spoilers, but it's not easy. Is that, is that all you got? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you
1: like it. Yeah, it's great. Great game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it's doing someone use because after after five days of it, I had not much to do on it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet you. All right, TTYL. <laughs> A quick break to talk to you all about my new favorite energy drink, Adrenaline Shock two for four dollars almost everywhere right now smart natural energy that will have you feeling your best adrenaline shock a healthier alternative to monster and red bull available in various flavors like frozen ice berry watermelon fruit punch and much more they're just fantastic all right the bachelor She Women Tell All Night. What do you think of the episode?
2: Yeah, the beginning was upsetting, to say the least. A lot yeah.
0: happened tonight. I forgot that we said goodbye to your queen, Victoria F. Early, it feels like that was two days ago. That was the slowest two hours of my life.
2: It was just tough. I mean, my head's been all out of whack the last two hours. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to complete this without just breaking down. Yeah. but I know uh, it's rough on you. Yeah, the rest of the episode, the Women Tell All was pretty much what well I expected. Didn't really care. You know, they just argued the whole time. And gave their points, and I'm like, "Yeah, we already saw all this. Yeah, happen.
0: we rehashed a lot of what had already happened, which was fine. It kind of gave us a break to talk about some other stuff. Normally, we're watching the show, and it's it's tough to talk because we're going to miss something. But you know, but half of this was highlight reels, so we could really catch up on what's going on in our personal
2: lives. Yeah, which was nice. You know, it, it, was. it was a good time.
0: It was nice. And before we get into the rest of the episode, our next adventure has been announced. So the new Bachelorette was named this morning on Good Morning America." I already knew who it was before that because, spoilers, they find me. But Miss Claire Crawley is going to be your new Bachelorette. Shay, we do not know who that is.
2: No, I do not. She was first on The Bachelor, I believe, in like 2013 or 14, way before I was invested into the show the way I am now. Years before. So, I don't know. That might be a good thing. you know. We have no idea who she is, what she likes, so it'll be fun to have a fresh face in there.
0: She's 38 years old. And that is relatively old. Yeah, but
2: we that's been the hot topic for sure. Yes.
0: So we are wondering what the contestants are gonna be like because there's a lot of there were a lot of twenty three year old women on Peter season still on Peter Season. Yeah, the uh, only ones left are yes. still twenty three. So interesting to see how they do the casting there. I went through Claire Crawley's Instagram and I was very impressed. She is beautiful.
2: Yeah, she's definitely quite the looker. That's the first thing I noticed. So that's always a good sign.
0: <laughs> yeah, she might be good.
2: You know, we don't know. We'll we
0: find out There, there's obviously so much depth to this bachelor nation in terms of all the people that have appeared on these shows. And we clearly don't know very many of them. I wanted it to be someone that we knew. I was hoping for Tasha. After tonight, I wouldn't mind it being Kelsey. Kelsey, ton of points for me tonight. I thought she did well. But yeah, I just wanted it to be someone I know. So far, we had one season where we knew no one. And we had one season where we knew one cast member. And they're, they're both about the same. Do you agree?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just, we have still very Bachelor Nation young, so.
0: So, we're okay with Claire Crawley, and uh, now it's time for the tell-alls. And I love the tell-alls. I do. Especially going into it, it, you get more Chris Harrison than any other episode, and he is just a cool guy. So, before we get into it, we start with what was the ending to last week's episode. Peter looks like a sad puppy. He says, I'm in three different relationships, and it is so freaking hard for me right now. Well, I
2: bet, man. Yeah, I mean, Pete, you should know more than anybody. This is kind of how the show goes. When you're in the final three, it's tough to say goodbye.
0: It is, clearly, because now we see Peter crying heavily, and it's nice of him to join in on the fun there. And his intensity when talking about the other girls at the beginning just seems way down. You know, he's talking about Hannah Ann and Victoria going to the Rose Ceremony and, and where they're at, but you could just tell one thing's on his mind. and Maddie it's, Rose. And it's Madison, yes. Only thing he cares about is her being there or not. And then it was time for a sweet thinking shot of Peter gazing at a field, wondering if Madison will ever arrive. Victoria is actually quoted there saying that she hopes she doesn't come, which
2: actually makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense when you think about it from a competition standpoint. It does. Two girls, two roses, two advances.
0: Yeah, I, I was totally okay with Victoria saying that. And if Madison doesn't come, Victoria still on the show. No which problem would have been stellar. But Madison opinion. shows up all red just dropped dead yeah god she looked good yeah it was tough they don't talk at all before the ceremony you know madison goes there she's clearly not in a great mood and I, I just thought they they probably should have talked i mean i know peter has put himself in this spot that we would definitely declare as a tough spot but for him to have to eliminate victoria without even really knowing like i told you right when he was about to pick madison you pick santa and first then he's about to ask Madison if she'll accept this rose and I stood up and I've never been more pumped for a will you accept this rose cuz I was thinking what what if Madison says no and then Hannah Ann wins the show so you know you can't that can't happen but it felt possible God, that'd be weird it, it can't end right there we got a two night finale next week yay yeah that's two nights one more night than we usually have but yeah they don't talk before Hannah Ann and Madison advance Madison accepts the rose, but, man, she she did not want to. It's like when you ask your girl what she wants to do tonight, and you're like, is it cool if we watch the Lakers-Grizzlies? Because I need the Lakers to win. It's been a rough week. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool.
2: Watch out. It's fine. Madison, just upset with her. All the hate I was getting on social media last week. Not a, Not a word tonight when Madison just came back on the show, went back on her word. And everyone's just cool with it now. I'm like, oh, it's just that's just that's awesome, guys. I thought we cared about Madison's feelings. I guess not.
0: Everyone is cool with it, but Victoria F. She's gone.
2: That's so hurtful. I'm so mad. Yeah, about that. Well,
0: let's reminisce on that for a minute. Uh, it was very tough.
2: She did so good tonight. Tough to say goodbye. She's so strong. Best
0: night of the season for Victoria F. For sure. She
2: was incredible.
0: She did great at the tell all, and I thought she, she did looked great. Fantastic. She did, and I thought she did great. Throughout the breakup process as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the strongest women I know, guaranteed. She's getting interviewed
0: on the way out. She gives that Jordan shrug. It is what it is.
2: It's it's. I mean, it's a tough life she lives. I mean, she's just so perfect. She doesn't understand rejection most of the time.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. But then we get a sweet toast from Madison. He you know, she's real energetic. Here's to seeing if love can conquer all. Yeah, that's, that's Backhanded pretty... Backhanded compliment. That's pre- as- yeah, pretty pretty convincing stuff there. And then we go back to the tell-all. Chris Harrison has an important line. Not a single person knows how this show ends, not even Peter. And I just don't know how that can be true.
2: I would hope Peter knows how this show ends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If
2: he doesn't know, then why are we watching?
0: Yeah, no idea what that means. Victoria decided to wear the same color as Kelsey again to the tell-all. Same thing they did during the final four rose ceremony. It's kind of like, Victoria, just stop. Come
2: on. I think it's the other way around. We all know that.
0: Lexi has a wild take on what happens on what great, happened. Great take in fantasy suites. You, you liked the take.
2: I liked Lexi's take.
0: Lexi said something like, "We knew what we signed up for. We knew we knew what would happen in fantasy suites." And for Madison to say that right before they left, it just wasn't fair.
2: It's an ultimatum, plain and simple.
0: Well, that's a wild take from Lexi. I, I actually didn't hear anybody else have that take.
2: It's because they were scared. Oh, Okay,
0: we get a sweet highlight reel of the whole season and. To revisit this from Hannah's season, it just has to be awkward hearing yourself talk about people sitting next to you.
2: Yeah, the highlight reels are really weird. Like they had faces throughout the crowd of seeing their reactions, and I'm like, how is this comfortable? Like you all just talked mad about everyone, and now you're just sitting there being BFFs. Well, except for Tammy and McKenna, they they do hate each other. No, they
0: they truly hate each other, and this. Thing starts with a lot of Alea slander. Lexi absolutely hated that Alea thought of it as a competition.
2: Yeah, Lexi hates everything about Alea, her and Sydney, because her octane or wh- what would they say the her or, oct- her voice gets really high. <laughs> that's what that's what they hated, was, and I did too. She was fake. You hated Alea. I, I hated Alea.
0: I thought Alea looked cool tonight. I thought she looked down upon them like an evil villain.
2: She thought she was better when. She wasn't. She She went all the way to Cleveland to get the boot.
0: She is so hot. And she withdrew. I just don't see it. She withdrew from Match.
2: Pete made her withdraw.
0: Oh, come on. But a lot of this warranted a situation where there were eight people talking at once.
2: Just terrible. I mean, I was very upset with that segment.
0: Absolutely awful TV. I've never been more excited for a commercial than when Chris Harrison cut that off. And then, right before the commercial, we get a glimpse of something that was just mind-blowing. Tammy, who, really rough night for Tammy. I mean, just a zero out of ten. I, I'm pretty sure that Tammy's family doesn't even like her at this point. Tammy wore a shirt with glass pieces all over it. And this would have been a great night to have Lexi here, not not bad Lexi from The Bachelor, but Lexi Browning, to explain to us if this is a thing, because I've never seen this before. We don't know a ton about women's fashion. Shay, do you have any comments on Tammy's shirt?
2: Not really. The only thing I can say is kind of look like stained glass on her shirt. I don't know why that's a thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't it doesn't know. Doesn't look good. No, it was bad. So, yeah. I don't know. She's from I think she's from New York. Maybe that's a northeastern thing. I, yeah. I, I hope not.
0: I can't imagine seeing a stained glass window at church and being like that, but a shirt.
2: Just break that up and let's put it on a on a shirt for me.
0: Glass could have been colored. I don't know if that would have helped. It was a bad shirt. Bad shirt. Kelsey did absolutely fantastic tonight. Hilarious quote when she was like, I never admitted that I was sober. Tammy still will not admit that, like, she had an awful season. Just an awful show. She thinks she did great, and I think that's what I hate about her most.
2: Tammy won't admit that she called her an alcoholic and pill popper when everyone in the world watched her say she's an alcoholic pill popper.
0: It's, yeah, it's pretty insane. But we addressed all the feuds tonight, Tammy should have been tossed from this tell-all. She she should have been tossed from the show a long time ago, but she should have been tossed from the tell-all for her comment about McKenna. Every time the cameras were around, she just spreads her legs.
2: And proceeds to demonstrate how her legs were spread. I, I never really saw McKenna do that. For Tammy being so much more mature than McKenna, even though she's two years older, you know, not a lot, she seemed... Very immature and kind of uh, worried that McKenna was going to upstage her, which I thought she did. Yeah,
0: I agree. And people forget, McKenna made it about 11 minutes longer than Tammy. So McKenna won this this battle. Oh, 100%. Uh, then they bring Kelsey up to the stage. She does fantastic. And then they bring out the Queen of Tears, this past character who I guess has been deemed the Queen of Tears. And Kelsey looks like a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid. She was pumped up to see this girl. She
2: knew exactly who it was, too, before it even started. She immediately started crying. I I still don't know what the point of that was.
0: I still don't really know, but she was gifted a giant bottle of champagne. Shay, do you want to talk about Champagne Gate some more?
2: You know, after the first night of Champagne Gate, I was ready to be done with it. Uh, And that was like eight weeks ago. You want to do the rest of the show on this? I mean, we could. There's enough content, clearly. Because it's been talked about for months. Yeah, I just want
0: to talk about that a few more times. But Victoria then takes the stage. They show this guy in the crowd. And he's intently watching Victoria F.
2: That guy's us. I was about to say, that was me. He's us. (laughs) I was
0: focused. He's like staring ahead like he's watching Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Just watching Victoria F. break down her feelings. I really Uh, felt that guy.
2: God, I mean, oof.
0: Chris Harrison. They show this preview like crazy. Chris Harrison asks victoria about the elephant in the room he says did you break up a marriage and victoria corrects him and she says multiple marriages
2: yeah that's what she's been slandered with all season multiple marriages
0: chris harrison asks her directly on abc and she says i have not done that
2: that's that's good enough for me
0: it's good enough for me so far i hear you queen I haven't been presented evidence that's good enough for me to be like, oh, she did do this and she just lied on TV, but this is The Bachelor and a lot of people watch this, so if she did lie on TV, we'll probably learn about it soon on Twitter. Probably tonight. Yeah, but so far, haven't seen anything, and I wasn't there.
2: I don't know anyone who was there. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm cool with Victoria F. This is her word versus internet people's word, and I like Victoria a lot more.
0: Yeah, I agree. I thought Victoria handled tonight seamlessly. Um... I think I laughed once tonight.
2: Yeah, there wasn't a ton going on. Did you laugh? I think I laughed at like the very end.
0: The only happens. time I laughed, actually laughed out loud, was when they uh, crashed a bachelor watch party, and uh, you see the dude was dressed as a pilot. I don't know why. I just thought that was so funny. Like this dude got in costume to watch this show.
2: I thought it was crazy. They went to three different parties. We thought we have a watch party because we watchers like you, me, and Brian. Like this is fun. They have like 45 people in houses watching one TV in pilot and flight attendant outfits. They got cookies with windmills. They got Rice Krispie Treats made out of into a giant windmill.
0: They got guys with custom shirts with windmills on them saying it was actually four times on the shirt. Uh, One lady actually said that this experience was better than her own wedding. And they did not say whether her marriage was or was not broken up by Victoria F.
2: Yeah, their husband was not there to confirm or deny, so it is still up in the air.
0: Uh, So at the end of this bachelor watch party crash fiasco, Peter's parents were hooking up in the car. And I'm kind of out on the show after that, you know?
2: That, I mean... The hell was Come that? Come on, producers. We know it's fake, but like, God, that was bad. In
0: Chris Harrison, they get back to it, and Chris Harrison, like, those windows roughly foggy
2: for a while. I, oh, three extra jokes about it, like, dude, that no was too one much. enjoyed that. The crowd was silent.
0: This show is already too long. That was one of the worst stretches that this show has ever had. That was so and unnecessary to throw in there. Yeah, it. I gave up being mad for Lent, so that's, we need to stop talking about this. Okay, okay. Back to Victoria, though. Some final thoughts on your queen, Shay. Tonight she had mature conversations. It was confirmed that she adored Peter. It wasn't fake.
2: I mean, she's perfect in every aspect of the word. Her quote: "I love that boy." It oh, needs man. to be put in every history yeah. book from here on out.
0: That uh, that hit home.
2: I mean, what is more amazing and genuine and real? Yes. Than Victoria Fuller, Victoria. I know you're probably <laughs> listening. Couple weeks St. page Day parades here in Louisville. Please, come in town. We'll show you a great town.
0: Victoria, if you come to the St. Paddy's Day Parade, I can guarantee you that me and Shea Martin will do whatever you want for the entirety of that day and, honestly, for however long you'll have us.
2: Yeah, for literally, it could be a minute. It could be the rest of my life, which would be super cool, but I'll be here waiting.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, Victoria, like I said, best night of the season for her. I know that she's generated a lot of hate online, and I do understand but I think that everybody should pay attention to how Chris Harrison talked to her and Peter tonight. How Chris Harrison was like, hey, a lot of the world didn't understand your relationships, but I did. Like, I did understand how you felt, Peter.
2: She did great. I mean, that's that's all there is to it tonight. She did great. It's sad that this is last night we're going to see her, but this is where we say goodbye yep. for now.
0: We're going to move on from Victoria F., and it's not going to be easy, and we obviously hope to see her in Paradise. And I do think that there's still a chance for that. She has had a lot going on with her reputation in the media more on social media than anything and i think her being at the tell all tonight and handling it well is a good sign for her remaining within the bachelor televised community and i don't think we can say the same for our fifth and sixth place contestants kelly and natasha who did not attend tonight so that'll probably be i would have to say i thought natasha was at lock for paradise and i didn't really think that about kelly but I, i don't think there's any way that they can be on Paradise if they didn't go to the tell
2: I think Kelly would just put everyone on blast too hard and the show wouldn't know what to do with her. Yeah. Because someone would probably fall in love with her immediately. <laughs> so she'd keep getting the rose on Paradise. I, 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 don't, I don't know what they're going to do with her.
0: Yeah, I think we've seen the last of them. Then we get a sweet blooper reel. We had Peter putting women on tables, and uh, it didn't always go well. You know, he did that a lot this season, and they they showed an outtake of that, which was nice. Peter fell. Peter spilled things. Peter interacted with dangerous wildlife. Peter thought he almost
2: encountered King Kong even. Shay, your thoughts on the blooper reel? Yeah, the King Kong thing really stuck out to me because uh, Peter King Kong's not real. Yeah. So there's a big, big no-no there.
0: Yeah, you know, Godzilla, more recent movie, good Eminem song. If you would have gone with that, I would have understood it more.
2: And just oh Pete, man.
0: Do you have anything else you liked about the Blooper?
2: Uh McKenna banging her head off the cupboard. Yeah that's the, pretty the, funny. The table, yeah. The slap fest. Uh where they were just I don't I don't remember this from the show for some reason, but them slapping each other. Yeah. Was great.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. Uh then we had the preview. All I really have on the preview is that Peter looks like he's he's gonna be distraught.
2: Yeah, the between tonight and the two episodes next week. Peter's going to be crying over 50% of the time. Yes. That's just a guaranteed, put it, write it in stone. Like, it's it's going to happen.
0: I can't deny that. And it looks like his parents are going to put the two girls through the ringer. Like, I, I thought his parents appeared to exhaust both women in from the preview, which basically tells us nothing.
2: I don't know why they're putting them through the ringer. I mean, this is unreal. Pete is 28 years old. Let him pick his women. No need to make them feel distraught about themselves they are young girls they're 23 you know this is probably tough on them too
0: it's two parts next week which is a bummer because that's an extra day i have to wait to figure out why he's laying on that bed and i mean what chris I can't harrison tell what he was told and what chris harrison is about to tell him there's something you should know
2: i don't have no idea i have no thought on what it could be because it makes zero sense
0: i want to know what that is so bad,
2: and we might have to wait eight days.
0: I do love how Chris Harrison's kind of talking to Reality Steve and the Snatchler and and Lauren Beale, all the main spoilers out there. He's talking to him. He's calling him out. He's he's like nobody knows how this season ends. Not even Peter. And I, I'm dying to know what that means. I didn't love the episode tonight, but I'm hooked. I can't wait. I woke up today fired it, up.
2: It's nuts how much I talk about this show. But have these previews just every week. I'm like they're God even, damn it, I wanna see it. And they're not I even wanna know.
0: They're not even good previews. I feel oh, like Hannah's season miserable had previews. good previews. Well,
2: that's because we got to see our boys just boying out and hanging out Facts, in the facts. facts.
0: I can't wait. It's coming. Uh we'll probably get some answers on Monday. If I had to guess, I'd say they probably end Monday's episode with maybe that. You know, just give us a whole night to
2: just Yeah, s- a full like 22, 24 hours just to make sure that we really are ready to go. Yeah.
0: Yep, uh, I'd say that's about right. So we are going to exclude Madison and Hannah Ann from this process since they are still granted the opportunity to earn Peter's heart. But least valuable character, contestant, however you want to look at it, we're going to do the LVC and the MVC of the tell-all and of the entire season, not including the two finalists. LVC is is Tammy, and it's it's not even close. On either season that we've watched, Hannah's or Peter's. I don't think there's ever been a more polarizing character than Tammy. And my mom's name's Tammy, and it's it's a shame. It's just a shame that she has to act that way.
2: Bringing down a good name.
0: Yeah, she is. She was just awful in every sense of the word. She didn't do one thing on the show that deserved any type of support from the world. And um, it was just absolute torture having her on my TV for the brief amount of time that she was.
2: Pretty sure from back on night one, we knew she could have been a problem when Tammy... Saw Ashley the cow outside. Yes. And thought it was a pony. Yes,
0: she thought it was a pony. Pretty sure that was her.
2: That's got to be just major red flags.
0: She should have been tossed like a hundred times. And I, I don't know why we can't just toss people. You know, you're acting up in a basketball game, you get two textures on.
2: That would be a great addition to the show. If The Bachelor slash Bachelorette could just kick off whenever they pleased. Like, that's it.
0: I've that's had enough. You're awesome. gone.
2: You know, that, we can still have the rose ceremony. Just take an extra rose out. Yes. That's cool.
0: It would be cool. I would enjoy that. But yeah, LVC, Tammy, wasn't really that close. You have to have Tammy, right? Or do you have somebody else? I,
2: I have Tammy, but okay. I'm going to switch it up just so we have a little something to talk sure, about. Sure, This is from uh, the girl we only knew for about five minutes of night one, but Marissa. Wow. I forgot about her, and now I remember why she was so useless. She just won't shut her mouth. She's back talking everyone out here like we know who she is.
0: Yeah, like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Were you on the show? McKenna roasted her so hard, and I think Marissa thought she won that. But let me just tell you, Marissa, oh man, you sure didn't. She said something. McKenna turned around. Weren't you eliminated night one? Pause the show. Drop the mic. Like that was fantastic. That's McKenna. a roast. And her Great saying, job. her saying, "I'm still up here on the same stage as you, sweetie." Marissa, you're going nowhere. You're, you're not on the
2: going, same stage as Victoria and Kelly. Yes, like, you're not going... I mean, Kelsey,
0: excuse me. You're not going to Paradise. You're not going anywhere. Like, you came in 25th. 25th, me being gracious. Me, rounding.
2: Ashley the Cow was on two
0: episodes. That was appalling. And Savannah, people forget Savannah was on the show.
2: Savannah talked probably 10 times more tonight than she did in her... She was on the show for like three or four weeks. Accurate math. So, yeah. Good for her.
0: Yep, and uh, you know, don't miss Victoria P.,
2: no, Victoria Paul is just she's talking about being a nurse. I'm like, eh, come on now. I know a lot of nurses. You don't need to, yeah, be just out here bragging all the time how smart y'all you because you're a nurse.
0: Her being a nurse, I don't think gave her a right to inaccurately call Kelsey a pill popper.
2: Yeah, she's like, I'm in the medical field. I'm like, nurses are great. I got a ton of friends that are nurses. They're awesome, but. They're never just going to tell me how to live my life due to medical reasons.
0: Well, especially inaccurately call you a pill popper.
2: Yeah, when, when she takes an Adderall and birth control, which like a lot of people do.
0: Yeah, uh, that was a really, really rough stretch, man.
2: Yeah, Kelsey, she did. She went up in my book tonight, too.
0: Yeah, most valuable, I'm going to go with Kelsey, and it's because of that progression. V- Victoria F., it was a roller coaster for me as a viewer. You know, There were a lot of nights where I was really high on her and a lot of them where I wasn't. But Kelsey from – I'm sorry. I can't even say the champagne thing again because it, it's just making me so mad, and I can't get mad. But from that moment, Kelsey only went up for me. And even after she got eliminated, I was like, eh, you know, she's gone. Who cares? I'm, I'm glad Victoria F. got picked over her. But I thought she handled tonight really well. Victoria F. seems like a girl that most of the house would hate just judging from what we see on social media. And I thought it was really interesting tonight how Kelsey was kind of you know attacked by a few different certain girls, and you didn't see any of that with Victoria F. No, like did you see any girl say anything negative to Victoria F. the entire night
2: tonight? Definitely not. How the weird! People is that. that hate her clearly don't know her because it's most of the people I know on social media.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's food for thought that though. like they lived in the house with her and she's a great person, and clearly they were letting them fly tonight. Clearly they're saying whatever's on their mind. They're all yelling at each other at once. And it's just worth pointing out that nobody else on the show seemed to have a problem with Victoria F. on the tell-all tonight.
2: Yeah, and I mean, she wasn't trying to get involved either. She was always sitting off to the side, just mouth closed. Yep. I was like, okay, I respect it. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Such a problem.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Most valuable yeah, I have, Kelsey. What do you have?
2: That's oh, Victoria. There's no need to even say why. You all know the reasons.
0: I'm not mad at you. I mean, that's... That's just a great pick, and if you put me in a situation where we take Hannah Ann and Madison out of it, and now I have to pick just one of these women to spend my life with, no, it's Victoria.
2: Yeah, no question. You don't need to hear it from me. You already know.
0: Um, the listen to your heart casting is is not going great. Shea, you graciously, you know, you declined the, your offer. Yeah, the job was yours to take. You you declined it, and um, yeah, you know we're still. Still doing some casting.
2: Send your resume my way. I'll read them all. Give Will my best, probably three or four that I really like. And yeah.
0: He'll go from there. That would be great. Shay said something similar to this last week, and none of you went out of your way to let me know that you were interested in podcasting about Listen to Your Heart. So, you know, very disappointing from all you all. And uh, I would like to hear something. So, how about it? Somebody step up. I thought A Star is Born is a great movie. A lot of that in the previews. So, come on.
2: Hey a good movie from what I've been told.
0: Shay, is there anything else Bachelor-related you'd like to bring up?
2: Just something small. Just I don't know if either of them spoke tonight, but Kylie and Sarah? Y'all look good. Kylie and Sarah? I know Sarah. Sarah's, Sarah's pretty Kylie was sitting next to her on her left. Yeah, I got no clue, man. Or I guess from the TV on her left, on, on Sarah's right.
0: I don't have any room left. Just letting you know. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see who we see again from this tell-all?
2: Could be a lot of them. Could be very slim pickings. Yeah, yes,
0: yep. Who knows? Is there anything you like talk to me about? Not bachelor.
2: No, I think I am good. All
0: right, you are good. Okay. Well, uh, this was fun. N- not sure what we're doing about next week. I would assume that we just record on Tuesday and release on Wednesday about the whole thing at once. Maybe like a solo bachelor finale episode. But who knows? We might go above and beyond. We might do both nights
2: Oh really? That's I guess we'll find out next week. (laughs) Yeah, we
0: might want to talk to you about that first. (laughs) All right. TTYL.